Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old, and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts, and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference. for another episode of Show About Science. This is your host, Nate. And today, we're going to interview Corinne Kendall, an expert on vultures. They're important and awesome species. We're going to learn a lot of cool facts about them today. So get prepared! Welcome to the Show About Science. Thanks. So could you please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. So my name is Corinne Kendall. I'm the Associate Curator of Conservation and Research at North Carolina Zoo, which means that I get to oversee all the research that we do on zoo animals. And then I also do some of our international conservation work. So I work on an education program in Uganda. I help with some of our anti-poaching efforts in various places in Africa, and then I also get to study vultures in Tanzania. What's poaching? Poaching is when people hunt animals illegally. So sometimes it can be hunting animals in a place where you're not allowed to hunt them, like in a protected area or a national park, or sometimes it could be hunting an animal that you aren't allowed to hunt because there aren't that many of them left. And poaching is definitely a big issue for a lot of endangered species because as an illegal activity, sometimes people are killing too many animals and more than the populations can sustain. So it can have a really negative impact on on a number of species like elephants and rhinos. Can it even drive a population of animals to extinction? It definitely can. Um, When poaching is really bad, people can be killing hundreds and even thousands of animals, and it definitely can lead to extinction if it goes on unchecked. The web would be good if someone was poaching vultures and they got caught. There's laws against poaching, and so if people get caught, they can get arrested and face time in jail or like fees and fines. So there are those kinds of laws to try and help prevent poaching. What are fees and fines? Like people would have to pay money. Like if you get a parking ticket, you have to pay money because you did something you weren't supposed to do. So it's the same idea. If someone kills an animal that they're not supposed to, then they have to pay money or they could go to jail. Yeah. So what do vultures do all day? Um, Vultures spend a lot of time searching for food. So they have really big wings and they have great soaring ability. And so they're able to stay up in the air for a long time and look 
for dead animals and also look for each other. Vultures like to use other vultures to try and find carcasses. That way they can spread out over a larger area and, and really find any animals that have died recently. I see. Where are the places vultures live? Vultures are found all over the world except for Antarctica and Australia, and they can live in a variety of different habitats, usually in sort of forest or savanna habitats. The vultures that I work on in Africa live in grasslands, so they actually are relying on eyesight to find their food, whereas the vultures we have here in the U.S., like the turkey vulture, because they're feeding in forests, they use their sense of smell to find food. Are vultures intelligent? Vultures are smart enough to get the things that they need. They have a pretty simple ecology, so they kind of just are uh, doing very similar things, but they're very inquisitive animals, and they are capable of some basic sort of problem solving. What problems do they solve? Mostly they have to figure out how to get into carcasses, and depending where an animal has died, that's not always an easy thing to do. And they also rely on each other. Some vultures have really big beaks and they're very strong. And there's other vultures that aren't as powerful, so they have to work as a team with some vultures doing the, the difficult work of opening up the carcass and other vultures waiting to take their turn later on. What's the most powerful kind of vulture? I think probably the lappet-faced vulture. They have a head that's so big that you can't even fit your hand around it. Um, and they have very, very powerful beak. So they're able to break bone. They can even crack a skull. And they also eat very difficult tissues like tendons and cartilage that are along the bones of a carcass. So do you ever have parties about vultures? Uh, yeah, so every year there's International Vulture Awareness Day, and that's usually in September. Mm-hmm. And that is a day to celebrate vultures and to talk about all the amazing things that vultures do. You know, we really need our vultures. They help to keep the environment clean. They're kind of our recyclers for the natural world. And so we need them to get rid of diseases and to get rid of all those pieces of dead animals. So they're, they're really important, and Vulture Awareness Day is an opportunity to celebrate that. Do they give birth to live young, or do they lay eggs? Vultures lay eggs, and they're really, really good parents. They take care of their chicks for several months, so they take care of the egg until it hatches, and then once they have the chick, they raise the chick up until it's almost bigger than the adults, and then the chick has to go off and survive on its own. But they're, they're very good parents making sure that the chicks get to that stage where they're ready to fly and be independent. Oh, and by the way, I'm no longer five anymore. Oh, great. How old are you? Six. Nice. Thanks for coming on my show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. There you have it, folks. The show about science is complete. Dad, you can shut the recording off. Hi, my name's Zach. 
I'm 12 years old, and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference.